0: This hour of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. They'll help you keep yourself healthy and happy so you can focus on what you love, gardening. To find a doctor ranked among the best, call 1-844-BSW-DOCS. And now, here's Neil.
1: All right, Steuby, thank you very much, and thanks to Baylor Scott and White Health. We appreciate them very, very much. And uh, it's time for our SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week, and then we'll go right to our phone calls. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Molly. Molly is a big old girl at 77 pounds and a big mix as far as breed goes. She has short black fur and just a touch of white on the underside. She's four and a half years old and is waiting for a forever home with the SPCA of Texas. If you are looking for a high-octane supercharged canine, well, Molly is probably not for you. (laughs) While she certainly isn't lazy, she's a very chill character. Despite her size, she wants to be the best lapdog in the world. She likes pets, she likes treats, and she's a bit more reserved when it comes to playtime. She enjoys ambling about and sniffing out the scene. She'll occasionally break into a trot, but more often prefers to roll around in the grass. She knows sit and does well in a car. She's house and crate trained, and she'd love a securely fenced backyard to hang out in. Molly should be the only dog in the house, but kids are okay with her. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Molly has been spayed, microchipped. She's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. She's waiting for her new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. They're at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 west of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until six. The animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select to animals, they invite you to come out and see the dogs, and, and uh, uh, please browse their available animals at spca.org/find-a-pet. One word there: spca.org/find-a-pet. Visit spca.org/dog-adopt to inquire about a dog, or spca.org/cat-adopt to inquire about a cat. And again, this is Molly, M-O-L-L-Y. Let's get her adopted. She sounds like a wonderful dog. And uh, I've had a big, long string of really hyperactive dogs, and this is Molly, who is not. And so that's great. Good luck, Molly. Hope we can find you a home. That's sponsored like the whole hour today, and for many, many years, this whole hour, sponsored by Baylor, Scott & White Health taking care of your health is critical to every man woman and child in texas the professionals at baylor scott and white health are ready to help us all they have the specialists in every area of medicine finding a top-rated doctor is as easy as calling one eight four four b s w docs d o c s I trust their teams to give me all the information I need to make the best decisions for myself and to answer any questions I may have along the way. My doctors are at Baylor Scott & White Health. Whenever I have a health concern that's keeping me out of the garden or just hindering my everyday life, and I have a few of them, I know I can always talk to a doctor in person or virtually. Baylor Scott & White Health has been caring for the Sperry family for almost 20 years now. Hopefully they're caring for your family as well. Remember, to find a top-rated doctor, it's as easy as calling 1-844-BSW-DOCS. Baylor Scott & White Health. They're the best. Baylor Scott & White Health.
0: Thanks to this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health. They help us all stay healthy so we can enjoy gardening to the fullest. To find a doctor ranked among the best, call 1-844-BSW-DOCS. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby,
1: very much. And we have uh, Sharon and Robert on the line, and and one line open at 800-288-WBAP. That's 800-288-9227. Sharon in Ellis County. This is Neil. Good morning. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you?
2: Good morning. Uh, morning. I'm actually in Louisville, north of Dallas. Oh, okay. So my style's a little different than what they said, but I have uh, web worms attacking my trees, um, major, I've, I've got three or four of them, mm-hmm. and I have a tree guy coming sometime possibly this week, and I don't know, can I do anything, or do I just let it go, or do I cut them down?
1: You cut the trees down, or cut the webworms down?
2: Well, these are, it, I would have to cut out a whole lot of the tree,
1: All Um right. Well, there's never been a tree that has been killed by webworms. They are historic to pecans and walnuts and persimmons and a lot of our native trees. They they, they uh, arrived on the ark or on the, <laughs> on the Mayflower or however the trees got to America. I don't know what happened, but, but they've been here the whole time. And... Um, they they are not going to kill the trees, especially attacking the foliage this late in the season. They're not a major concern. They're a cosmetic concern. That's, that's 90% of your concern is how ugly they are, but they're not going to do major damage to the trees. What I normally do, Sharon, on our pecan trees, I live in a pecan forest, and when I see an outbreak of webworms, I have a, a really good pole pruner uh, that will go up about 22 or 23 feet. I'll prune any out that are that high and lower. But when they're higher than that, I just let them stay there because I can't reach them. And spraying is not practical because it takes a power sprayer to reach them. Uh, if I could spray them early, early, early when they just got started, I guess maybe I, I might try it. I, I doubt that I would even do that. It's too much trouble. Um, I just figure that People don't need to be looking that high up in my trees. <laughs> but, but the low-hanging ones I will burn out. Um, and I do it when they are the size, when the web is the size of a volleyball, not when they get bigger. Um, and so I keep a very close eye, both for the uh, webworms in the spring and the, and the tent caterpillars. There are two different species of, of worms that will do this. And I'll just nip off the ends of the branches when they get started. And the other thing that you can do is take a piece of PVC pipe. You have to be mindful of any electric lines or anywhere nearby, obviously. I'll take a piece of PVC pipe and, and duct tape and, and put a coat hanger on the end of it and just pull the web out. You don't have to get all of it out, but break it open, and birds will harvest the worms. Uh, these, are, these are larvae of a moth. And if you can break the webs open, the birds will take care of them for you. Um, I have never hired a, 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 anybody to come spray them or, or take them out of a tree. And I certainly would never take a tree out because it had webworms in it. I've never paid anybody to prune them out of my trees. So that's that's what I have done. I've told you everything I've ever done in my life, and, and uh, I leave it up to you to do what whatever is comfortable for you.
2: Okay, so if they, uh, the winter dies out, well, then do, should they come back in the spring?
1: Oh, they'll come back every year for the rest of your life. That's, that's the nature of them. Some years are worse than others. At our house, I have 11 acres and probably 200, 250 pecan trees. And at our house this year, it has been on a scale of 1 to 10, a 1 for webworms at our house. Other people around us have had, had a lot more of them. We haven't had very many this year, Uh, but I've seen them in other parts of Collin County where I live where they are an eight or a nine, so it just depends on what you have. But not all years will be bad. Last year, we didn't have any. Um, So, you know, you don't have to worry about it being a a repetitive problem. Uh, What happens is that if you don't do anything uh, at this point in late August, they will ours are through feeding now the the couple that i have way high in the trees i've noticed are not getting any larger so they're through and as the pecans start to lose their leaves in a couple of months the webs will fall with the leaves there will come a time in in november or december probably november when a big glob of pecan leaves will come down webworms included or webs included and it'll just be a big ball the size of a watermelon of of a bunch of debris and you pick them up and and uh, discard them at that point either run them through a shredder or a mower or put them in the compost pile or whatever you want to do and uh, there's, there's nothing that you have to do with that glob of stuff then uh, to prevent them from next year because they're going to come from the neighbors from everywhere they're very mobile like i say it's a moth and they fly a good distance
2: okay well i appreciate that that's awesome and One other question, Mm -hmm. Uh, I got uh, oak leaf hydrangeas Mm -hmm. and have been struggling to keep them going because of the intense heat, and I realized I need to move them. When can I move them?
1: Once they're dormant, they're going to lose their leaves around Thanksgiving and from that point on uh, during the the winter. Wait until you have one hard freeze and any time after that. So December, January would be the ideal time.
2: All right. I appreciate that. And then um, I'm in Louisville, and I go to First Methodist over here. Good for you. one of our wonderful vocalists has gone over to your church, uh, Bailey. So look for her voice. She is magnificent. You'll enjoy her.
1: Oh, good. Thanks for the heads up. That would be great. Thank you, Sharon. Have a great day. Take care. All right, Robert. Let me get a break out of the way. I will help you with the live oaks. I'll make it worth your while. I promise you. Neil's praise, Lone Star Gardening. I wrote a book called Complete Guide to Texas Gardening back in nineteen eighty-two. Uh, actually, I wrote it in eighty-one, and then I uh, it, it was published in eighty-two, and then I, I amplified on it in ninety-one, and did that writing in ninety. That's the book with the cowboy boots, and I haven't touched that book since then, and I decided, well, what do you do if you have a book called The Complete Guide? Well, you start over, and you just do it completely differently, and that's what Lone Star Gardening is. It is a totally different book. I didn't look at the old book at all. I didn't use the same publisher. In fact, I self-published this one, and my instruction to myself was make sure it's totally different. Make sure you approach it the way you wanted to the first time. And uh, when I worked through the publisher in the, in the first one, I had committee after committee and, and the main goal was keep the price as low as you can. And in this case, my main goal was make sure I get everything in there that the public needs to have at their fingertips. That was all that I worried about. Sure, I was worried about keeping the price as low as possible, but The way that I did that was by self-publishing so that I could sell it directly to you and not go through a publishing house where they would take a a bit of the markup and distributors would take a markup and retailers would take a markup and Amazon would take a markup. I just decided I will sell it myself. I won't sell as many but I can sell it at a much reduced price to you. That's what Neal Spray's Lone Star Gardening is. 840 photographs, no publisher ever would have allowed that. 25 multi-page charts, they wouldn't have allowed that. Um, 344 pages on high-quality paper, a hardback printed in Texas, mm-mm. no, 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 and no. And yet this book has all of that and it's only $32.95, it would have been $55 if it had gone through a publisher. If you will get it and look at it, and if you don't agree that it was worth the investment, if you don't save $32.95 worth of this book by the end of this calendar year, I will buy it back from you. That's my guarantee. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. That's my guarantee to you. So, the way you can get it is by calling my office or going to my website. Only two places it's sold. This is the Fifth Printing at thirty-two ninety-five. Call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-GROW. Better yet, you can order it right now at neilsperry.com. You can learn more about the book at my website, N-E-I-L.
3: is welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Pastor Tommy is our friend, very much so, and he has grown our church. It's a wonderful church. Livestream is at 10.05 at org, and Sharon's exactly right. The music program and the youth program at, at the First United Methodist Church in McKinney is just outstanding. The music program, uh, there are a lot of the uh, students from UNT who uh, work with our choir, and oh my goodness gracious, it's just spectacular. We're so blessed. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company that is the roofing company I want to, to refer uh, uh, to you, and uh, I hope that you'll give them a call. Here we come with all this rain. I hope your roof's ready, and uh, if not, then as soon as you can. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. They are the best it gets. 100,000 roofs will prove that to you. That's how many they have uh, put down since 1986. That's a lot of roofs. And that's all right here in the Metroplex. This is not some national company with branch offices in 40 cities. This is here. 100,000 roofs. Think about it. Composition, clay and concrete, tile, metal roofs, slate roofs. They do residential roofs. They do commercial roofs. They do flat roofs. That's quite a testimonial to them. They can uh, get your your, uh, roof repaired if you have some kind of a problem with your roof. They come out and go up on the roof for you with you, I guess, but it would be better if you stay on the ground. They'll take photos and and bring them right down to you and show you uh, if they detect problems with your roof. That's what they did for us. I don't go on the roof any longer. And they will tell you what the problems are uh, so that uh, you can contact your insurance carrier if that needs to be done. And uh, once you get the settlement done, then they can get you the best possible roof. Uh, That your money can buy. They helped us so much with uh, uh, impact resistant roofing and with continuous ridge vents and other suggestions that they had and it ended up being very affordable and within the budget of the, uh, the settlement. These are great roofers, a second-generation family business. Couldn't be happier and couldn't be prouder to recommend them to you. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, serving the whole North Texas area. WBRoofing.com, 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com, 972-562-5788. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company.
0: As a gardener, you have to look after your plants. Baylor Scott and White Health encourages you to look after your own health as well, and they'll help. Call 1-844-BSW-DOCS to find a doctor ranked among the best. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snooby, thank you very much. You are detecting new messages
1: that uh, we are uh, bringing to you for Baylor Scott and White Health and That uh, is is a good thing. You get to learn more about this wonderful group of uh, uh, medical uh, practitioners. Let's go to Robert in Dallas. Robert, this is Neil. Thank you for waiting. Thanks for calling back. I know we got disconnected. How can I help you?
4: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, We're moving across the Metroplex into the Bluffview area, and we have a couple of mature live oaks we would like to transplant. Um, Do you know a company that can help us with that, and is it worth it?
1: Uh, If the trees are, the answer is is possibly yes, it could really be worth it. If the trees are healthy and vigorous, they were not impacted adversely by the cold of February 2021. Uh, If they are perfectly shaped, in other words, if they look fabulous, and if they are in soil that is conducive to to digging, if they don't sit right on top of rock. do all three of those pass muster
4: Uh, yes to all the above they're about the trunks are about 12 inches to 18 inches in diameter the trees are probably 30 feet high um and uh it's from the park cities so there's not super deep soil um and then it's going into bluff view
1: you know what i lived in I, i served dallas county as county horticulturist for three years And I lived in the Dallas area for, and I still do, for many years. Bluffview sits right there like a little gem. And you don't drive through it unless you go to it. And that's gorgeous. I am so jealous. It's just so gorgeous (laughs) in there. Good for you. And I think they'd be worth putting into Bluffview. I think that very much. Uh, I would talk to the folks at Fannin Tree Farm. They are on um, uh, Highway 121 Rayburn at Custer and southeast Frisco, just almost the last business in Frisco on the southeast side. They're not the last, but almost. They, they have a, um, uh, obviously they have a tree farm. Mike Fannin and now his two sons have done this for all the time that I've been in Dallas, 50 years. Mike has been growing live oaks and digging them, and they do contract digging, and they dig trees that size. Do, they, do you know if they purchase trees like that as well? I don't want to speak for that. I don't know. Uh, he has a lot of his own and, and uh, up farther north uh, from there. I don't know. I don't know. Would it, would it be worth
4: transplanting some Japanese maples they are about oh, 10 to 12 feet tall and about 3 inches in diameter?
1: I think so. That's a good size. If, if you'd gotten a lot bigger than that, I would have been worried, but, uh, but I, think that, I think that's doable. Let them guide you. I don't think they'll transplant anything that they don't feel they can do. I think there are other people, you know, if that's all you had called me about, I think other landscape contractors could do that. But Mike sure. has the, uh, Mike and his boys have, his boys are grown men, uh, his sons have the equipment to, to dig and move big trees they have the experience they are real pros uh, anybody who puts in a big when toyota went in i think all those trees that were warehoused out there for a long time i think those were probably from fannins
4: okay and can i make one comment about the webworms <clears throat> sure uh for years i've treated them with a uh, a different technique i've taken a long bamboo pole put a rag on the end and some lamp oil so like a giant tiki torch and no. flamed out the webs.
1: No, I've heard, heard of people being burned badly. I don't. I don't want to leave that on my airwaves. I, <laughs> okay, I, I have heard of some very up. bad accidents that
4: way. Yeah, you can't do it straight over your head, obviously.
1: No, um, but there are people who wouldn't remember that condition. Now, nah, I'm I'm good with what I suggested. <laughs> okay, For something, yeah. it doesn't do any more harm than that. I don't want to take that chance.
4: Yeah, that's that's true. That's wise. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your
1: advice. You are very welcome. Good luck with the trees. Good for you for trying to take them with you. Good deal. All right. Let's see where we are. Let me get a break out of the way here. We'll come to Christie in North Dallas. We have a variegated Forum question, and uh, I'll try to help. Brian in Mansfield, you're right behind. Whiskey Stone. These are great people. These are leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. That may not mean much to you, but to those of us in the industry, that says a that says a lot. That means that these are men among men. And I'm talking about Mike and Derek and Mike brought his son up the right way. I remember when Mike was uh, helping me at the All Texas All Garden Show by bringing Stone in for I think about half of our exhibitors, and there was, and I hope he'll forgive me for saying this, little Derek. Derek was about five at that point, um, and he was coming in after school to, to help his dad, and now Derek is helping his dad. He is running the website and and helping run the business. Derek is a father, and, and uh, I've known them for a long, long time. They are great friends and this is a 22-acre stone yard, the best stone yard in Texas and beyond, probably. They get their stone from the finest quarries in the southwest. Whatever the type of stone you need, whether you're looking for something for a patio or a or a pathway, whether you're looking for something for around the pool, maybe you're building a fountain, maybe you need a retaining wall, whatever it is, or decorative gravel or river rock, they have it all at Whiskey Stone. Open Monday through Saturday. It's a destination to get there it's just it makes it worth the trip 4501 east loop 820 south in southeast fort worth and you can call for directions 817-429-0822 whiz q.com 4501 east loop 820 south southeast fort worth whiz hyphen q.com whiz q stone 100 years serving DFW.
5: Trending now. Trending now.
6: On WBAP. And WBAP.com. We could see some flooding the next few days in North Texas. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather. On the Ones. An accident in Fort Worth is blocking the number one and number two lanes of eastbound I-30 at Green Oaks Boulevard. Traffic backed up past Altamere Drive. And in Dallas, an unspecified police activity is blocking the exit ramp that runs from westbound I-30 to St. Francis Avenue. With WBAP's First Traffic on the Ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now the WBAP forecast. Cloudy today. Showers and storms are likely this afternoon. High temperature, 86. Monday will be cloudy with showers and storms a certainty. Monday's high temperature, 81. Tuesday, those showers and storms... Could start tapering off, or again, they might not. High temperature on Tuesday, 82. Either way, we're in for some flooding, possibly. Right now, it's 79 degrees in Dallas, 81 in Fort Worth. And speaking of flooding, National Weather Service has issued a flood watch for much of North Texas. Intense rain is expected across two dozen counties today, including Dallas, Collin, Denton, and Tarrant. Two to five inches of rain may fall, generally along north of Interstate Twenty. Some areas could get as much as eight inches of rain. Weather Service says the greatest risk for flooding will occur from tonight through the day Monday. Police in suburban Dallas say a guard, a security guard at a bar, was fatally shot by a customer. Derek Phillips was shot Friday night at the Brick House Lounge in DeSoto. The man who shot him, forty-eight year old Tussle Kuhn was shot and wounded by another customer while he was fleeing. DeSoto police say Kuhn ended up crashing his vehicle in neighboring Glen Heights. He was then arrested on a murder warrant. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will come at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP, 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com.
1: 1930s are difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression, jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. It was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now here we are 90 years later and the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products. They understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's a lot longer than conventional roofs. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a metal roof made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com to learn more and to find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877 268 or stop by one of their 33 locations. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. That's Mueller. Mueller means more. Mueller means metal roofs. And that's a great thing.
2: Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP.
1: What kind of care can Arborological Services give your trees? Well, first of all, they will keep a close eye on your trees to make sure that there are no limbs that are starting to decline that might come down and cause problems for your roof, for your cars, for your safety. That's one thing. They also will keep a close eye on any kind of root problems that might be developing, might cause problems to your foundation. Or they will also check uh, just to make sure that the health and vigor of the trees is where it ought to be. Your trees represent a significant investment in your landscape and in the property value of your home. And so it stands to reason you'd want to take the very best care possible. So fertilizing and pruning and and routine maintenance is very critical. Routine to you and to me and to ordinary tree care companies means one thing arborological services it means something much more uh, sophisticated they take the best possible care and then there are sophisticated things like cabling and bracing that may need to be done and uh maybe consultation if there's been some kind of damage, or maybe you're doing new construction and you need a professional to stand alongside you just to make sure your trees are protected. Those are all things that arborological services can do for you. They can even testify in court cases. they do it all because they are the best arborological dot com arborological services eight six six Five five two seventy two sixty seven. 552 7267 They are totally a local company, but they do have the the toll-free number just to make it easier for all the area codes. 866-552-7267. It's Arborological Services.
6: News Talk 820, WBAP, FM 99.5 HD2, and WBAP.com.
1: Every Thursday, I distribute something called eGardens. eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that that comes from my computer directly to your email. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. I spend a day to two days a week. I I don't think I ever spend as little as one day a week. Usually, it's more like two days a week getting it ready for you. And uh, I want it to be something very timely. I want all five of the stories in eGardens to be something that will be of interest to you, something that matters for that exact week of the year. Uh, There's always a featured plant of the week that is something very timely for that time of the year. There's gardening this weekend where I outline the most critical things to do in the ensuing three or four days. So for that weekend... And then also, we always have the uh, Q&A section, and that's uh, something we've expanded recently, where you submit questions and I answer them. And uh, so that's eGardens. There are two other stories as well. I enjoy writing it, and I hope you enjoy reading it. About 80,000 people get it each week. It has a very high open rate. I think you will enjoy it. Give it a try. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website right where you sign up for it, you can also see recent issues of Neil Sperry's E Gardens. Go to neilsperry.com. Same place you go to buy my book. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on
0: E. Gardens. We try to keep our plants healthy. It's just as important that we keep ourselves healthy too. That's where Baylor Scott and White can help. Call one 844 bsw Docs to find a doctor ranked among the best. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stooby, very much. And now we go to Christy in North Dallas.
1: Christy, this is Neil. Good morning.
5: Good morning, Neil. I've got beds in the front of my house that have variegated pedisporum. Purple fringe flower and hollies, and I'm losing the variegated pittosporums one bush at a time, pretty quickly. And I see a large infestation of white mealy bugs on the, the uh, pittosporums on all of them. So um, I'm questioning whether or not they're going to move on to the fringe flower and the holly plants. And uh, if not, can I replace the dead pittosporums? once I've eradicated the mealybugs, and how to, how can I prevent them from happening again?
1: All right. Um, when did you first see the the mealybugs, this year or other years?
5: Just this year, and the plants have been in probably five years.
1: All right. Uh, okay, and they made it through the winter of February 2021?
5: Yes, they did.
1: But I had them
5: covered with frost cloth.
1: Yeah, you must have. Wow, good for you. Good for you. I finally took mine out this year. They made it through last year, but they didn't make it through this winter with the ice. Mm. I didn't get them covered. (laughs) And so they made it through a a horrible winter, and the milder winter got them. Um, I'm out in the country, and we're usually a lot colder than than, uh, the Dallas heat zone. And uh, I just, I'm done with the variegated pizforma in our, in our landscape. Um, mealybugs, I have seen, I, the the mealybug or the, the insect that I have seen on variegated pizforma is larger than a regular mealybug. And it's been many, many years. But, um, but I, I think I know the insect you're talking about. I would... I would probably be reluctant to go back in with more of them if it's actually killed them because they may very well come back and, and bother them again. I don't know. Um, it's not a it's not an insect that I get a lot of calls on on my statewide program from South Texas where the plant is used a lot. I'd have to do some research and see if, um, if, if it is a known serious problem. But in all of my life, being around variegated pisporum early in my life and, and answering questions statewide for all of my life, I've, I've never had very many questions about it. So probably it's not a, not a serious threat. I would try the systemic insecticide imidacloprid. It's very common. Um, thank heavens it is, because that way I don't have to say and spell the name too often. People can find it easily. It's I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D, imidacloprid. You could use it as a soil drench, or you can spray it, um, and I'd probably, uh, since you have a bad infestation, I would spray the, the plants now. I don't think this insect will move on to your pedalums or on your, I, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't move on to the hollies. Um, and and if, you, if you feel like you want to try one more time, I sure wouldn't have any problem with doing that. I, I would wait until spring to plant uh, because okay. uh, when I have a tender plant like figs or, or these or gardenias or anything else that, I, that I'm willing to try one more time, I, I don't want to put them out right before winter.
5: Okay, and if they're not mealybugs, what kind of bug are they?
1: I don't know. I, okay. I I'm picturing one that that I I can't remember because it's been 15 or 20 years since I've seen this insect. But if you curl your fingers under, um, and 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 then put them down on a hard surface, and um, I'm, I'm just trying to draw a mind picture for you, a little bit larger than a, a fully grown mealybug, and then that. That image is white. That's the insect that I remember seeing, okay. and I don't know what that insect is. You, uh, you need a, a first-rate entomologist, and you got a, a fifth-rate hack horticulturist, and so <laughs> I'm not the right guy <laughs> to answer it for you. But what I will do is, I don't. I only have one more break, and it's not a very long break, so I don't have any time. I have 30 seconds. I can't do any, any uh, looking. But uh, I would Google uh, entomology university. Uh, Pitasporum tobira um, and and see what you come up with. If you okay. if you do that, it'll put you in the university websites for entomology and see what insects are are uh, show up on them. This would be the only one that I've ever seen. They they just don't have insect disease problems.
5: Okay, thank you.
1: Yeah, I'll see if I can do it while I'm answering other questions. Maybe I can maybe I can sneak it in. But I, I just, uh, I don't know of anything otherwise. But I have seen the insect you're talking about. Okay, Thank you, good Neil. To, good luck. I'll try to help. You bet. Let's go to Brian in Mansfield. Brian, this let me give the phone number. I'm going to need some more calls here. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Brian, this is Neil. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Neil. Yes, hey, sir. I, could, I called you a couple weeks ago about uh, battery-operated mowers. Yes, sir. and sir. Uh, okay. I told you I was going to borrow one of my neighbor's mowers. I'll be a responsible caller, and i am named the brand, I guess. Uh But supposedly he had a mulching blade on this, and I used it. My grass was a fairly good height, St. Augustine, and my grass is thick, thick. And I mowed with it, and then I kind of looked at the blades, and they were <laughs> full length of what you cut. And so I mowed again couple days ago and went over it with my snapper high back mower of course it's just you know one of the better mowers in my opinion but what what that what my snapper took up from the previous cuttings it just bogged down not bog bogged down but you could tell that the the cut or the old cut from the battery operated mower it did not do the job and I, I know I told you I'd call you back and give you a heads up of what happened. Then I did some investigation on the batteries on those and they claim the battery life unattended on the shelf is 10 years. But if you charge them, it cuts it in half. And I'm like, well, yeah, you got to charge it. But uh that was my thing on calling in on the mulching because, uh, you know, if you'd leave the, a lot of blades on the, the grass is going to kill it out.
1: Okay. So it, it, uh, so it, it plugged up. It didn't do a good job of mulching is what you're saying.
3: It, it actually, no, it, it cut well. It okay. just didn't mulch, you know, fine fine cut the blades of the grass. Okay. There was, there was blades full length laying behind it. And okay. like I said, when I came back with my snapper, it just sucked up everything from the previous cut of that battery, you know, so, uh, I, I just still, I'm thinking about a battery operated mower, but I I'm just, that mulching part, you know, is a big part of when you cut the grass, you don't want all that mulch and thatch on here. No, I know. But, uh, I'm just still doing some investigating. I think it's a long time out. I'm just been spoiled with this snapper mower. And uh but they make a just... great
1: mower. The uh the, the problem is that so many of the it's like the tomato varieties being bred for the Midwest, like like uh so many of the annual flowers being bred for the Midwest, and this sounds like it is is uh maybe made for Kentucky bluegrass, which is a very delicate grass and mulches easily and you know. Then then we get into st augustine which is like trying to mulch leather <laughs> right so, right
3: i mean says, it 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 you know it's interesting but i just don't think the technology and you know for years the design of mower decks were to you know the situation of mulching for everybody didn't bag their grass clippings and stuff but i think the technology in the mower decks of battery operated is far off right now
1: i appreciate that that feedback very very much as i told you a couple of weeks ago i have not used one yet and uh that is invaluable help i really appreciate that well, all right well thank you neil you're wonderful thanks for calling back and waiting on me again you're you're fabulous thank you sir um to um christy who i hope is still listening i uh, did sneak in a couple of uh Searches, and I found, uh, I did find a, a listing of scale insects, uh, not necessarily uh, mealybugs. I don't see mealybugs listed in this uh, in this list. I had to look through because there are several insects. This is, leave it to the University of California. They have very good information. Um, hmm, how long is this URL? Yeah. If you will do University of California, IPM, Integrated Pest Management, IPM, uh, and then search for uh, Pitisporum or Pitosporum tobira, T-O-B-I-R-A, insects, it will show you all the insects and diseases, but you're looking for insects. And you're looking for armored scales, uh, greedy scale. Uh, You're looking for cottony cushion scale. Uh, there is mealybugs, long-tailed mealybug, obscure mealybug, pit scales, pit-making pittosporum uh, scale, soft scales, green shield scale. California has all the scale insects. <laughs> oh, goodness. So anyway, you can read up on that. I'm going I'm to leave that up to you. I don't have time to do any more than that. But uh, UC IPM and then uh, um, pittosporum tobira. That's the scientific name of the plant. And uh, that'll get it to you. So I got that done. Proud of me. (laughs) That's a back padding. I normally don't try to do that because I don't do two things at once very well. But no, internet searches are great, and that's why I put university, and then the department that I'm trying to find, because it takes you right to the good information. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book. It's on sale at $32.95. It will be $38.95. This is the fifth printing. There are two chapter, uh, two chapters, two paragraphs that will be different in the sixth printing. They are in chapter one and they have to do with acknowledging that we had a pretty bad cold spell in February of 2021. Sixth printing is waiting in the wings, uh, but I want to to clear out the fifth printing. There is no reason to wait. This is a really good deal, and uh, it's not going to go much longer. Uh, Here is what you'll get, a book with 11 chapters covering every aspect of outdoor gardening. It's a year of my life to write it. And it, uh, it covers everything about lawns and landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. It's on high-quality paper. It's a hardback printed in Texas by the finest Texas printers there are at Clear Visions in San Antonio and bound by Universal Book bindery, a historic book bindery in downtown San Antonio, and uh, then shipped to my garage where I sign them, I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow, and I'll take them personally to the post office on Tuesday and put them in the mail to you. Now, I'd like to get one to you. It's only thirty two ninety five. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny you spend. No questions asked. Here are the two ways you can order it, because it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You have to order it either from my website or by calling my office. The website is neilsperry.com. That's the better way to order. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Or you can call my office, business hours, Monday through Friday. That's 800-752-GROW. 752 4769 But I really suggest to you order it right now at neilsperry.com. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual, it's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Helpful. Imagine that. You go in the door and somebody says, how can we help you? And it's not in a hounding way. It's not in an upsell way. It's just in a helpful way. They want to help you. This is a, uh, this is a, 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 a grouping. It's not a chain. It's a grouping of hardware owners who ha- each owns their store. And they take pride in what they are doing. They want to help you. You probably know these people. They're parts of your neighborhood. These are men and women who uh, are either on maybe city council or school board or little league coaching or you name it, at your church. You know them already. And when they say, thanks for coming in, how can we help you, they really mean it. Right now at Ace Hardware you get a great deal on ACE basic pleated air filters. Buy two, get one free, mix or match. This filter provides up to 90 days of protection against many airborne particles. Electrostatically charged media attracts and holds small particulates for improved indoor air quality. It traps particles such as pollen, plant spores, lint, pet air, and household dust. Now these are ACE stores. Parts of our neighborhoods, like I say, local experts with trusted advice that you can rely on. No matter where you are or what you're working on, ACE is the place with the people who can help you. ACE is the place. With the helpful hardware folks.
0: If you notice any pain or strain while you're out gardening, talk to the great people at Baylor Scott and White Health. Call one 844 bsw Docs to find a doctor ranked among the best. They'll have you back with your plants in no time. And now
1: back to Neil. Nice. Thank you, Stooby. Let's go back to the phone lines. We go to Larry in LaRue. Larry, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey Larry. Larry, Larry. I sound like Joe. Larry. All right, let's put him back on hold. He'll circle back past. Allie's Comet comes around once in a while. Uh, I'll let you find him if you can, Mike. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about pre-emergent weed killers. They need to be applied to be applied between August 25 and September 5, which happens to be Labor Day this year. And these will be, let's, let's go through the whole litany of this. Number one, need to be applied to prevent the germination of the winter and early spring weeds. That would, be a, that would be such things as annual bluegrass, rescue grass, and ryegrass. The three pre-emergence you would be applying, one of these would be either dimension or halts or bayland. Choose any one of them and uh, apply it between the 25th of August and the 5th of September. Put it on after these rains, don't do it right before a heavy rain, and then water moderately after you apply it. They stop the germination of the winter grassy weeds. Once they germinate you're too late. There are pre-emergent, there is a pre-emergent called gallery for broadleafed weeds, henbit and chickweed, dandelions and clover. It costs a good bit more and it would have to be applied separately in that same time period, uh, you do get a second chance with the broadleafed weeds, with a broadleafed weed killer spray that you can put on to kill existing broadleafed weeds, but there is no second chance on grassy weeds. Um, so that's what I need to tell you. Now the word is that uh, there is a resistance buildup on the pre-emergence in uh, poa annua, annual bluegrass. But I'm not going to recommend the other two um, products that can be used, other categories, uh, for my own reasons. One kills shade trees badly. It's a product I will never advertise. And the other one is a combination of a fertilizer and, uh, I think, a fungicide and the pre-emergent. And that, to be applied in November, I don't want to be feeding a lawn at that time. So I think we're just going to... I hope that we get really good control of Poa annua by using this one treatment uh, during that time period. So that's what I have, and I'll have the whole detail of that in eGardens this Thursday. Let's go back and see if we can find Larry again. We'll try again. Larry and LaRue, are you there this time? Yes. Yes, sir. How can I help you?
5: Well, for this past few years, I've had a pot of pentas outside of my patio. And this year... Okay. I found. I have about
1: a minute. Get right to your question.
5: Seedlings in in the uh, dirt, and I saw that they looked like the leaves of the pentas, So I pulled it out and put it in the pot, and it was a pentas. It grew. Is All there right. any way I can save some seeds
0: from my present pentas?
1: You wouldn't want to because the ones that you buy in a garden center are hybrids. They are very much improved and you would not want to try to save them. You'd give up so much in doing so. It would okay. it would be false economy to do that.
0: All right, thank you.
1: You betcha, Larry, thanks for the call. Mike Bash, you did a great job producing the program. I didn't get to say that yesterday. I ran out of time on KLIF, but you were pretty spectacular there too. Folks, I've enjoyed this very much. Hope you have a wonderful week. Send some rain, if you will. Grayson and Cook Counties are really getting it right now. Be safe, be well, happy garden.